you are live. Welcome back to Everything EOS, the <laughs> longest running EOS podcast. I missed everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. I'm here with Chris Barnes, the original Satoshi of Eden hey. on EOS. Um, hopefully yep. you guys all remember me. I haven't done a show in quite some time. There, ha uh, but there, I, I found something exciting to talk about. I'm very excited to share the news. Uh, we're going to be talking about the announcement that dropped yesterday from Eve LaRose and Dan Larimer about the EOS Foundation. Um, but before we begin, smash the likes, hit subscribe, and uh, leave some comments. Hit us up in the live chat. Show us your support. All of that engagement really helps uh, with the YouTube algorithm. The more the YouTube algorithm likes us, the more people that get suggested the video, the more people that hear the news. And this is the biggest news that has dropped on EOS in the last, I don't know, couple of years. It's the most exciting thing to me personally yeah. that's happened. Um, it's something that's been in the works for a couple of months now. Um, and it, it's got me amped up. So, and coincidentally, the very last Everything EOS podcast show I did was in like March or April. And it was actually with Dan Larimer and Eve LaRose. And we, we did uh, this thing. We hopped on the live stream like before we went live for you guys. And like I watched the two of them meet for the very first time. And then since May, since uh, Eve LaRose stepped down from the CEO of uh, EOS Nation, uh, it came out yesterday that this is what he's been working on. Uh, he's been being advised by Daniel Larimer, and he's been working on an EOS foundation. And, and I guess that's what we're going to get into. I'm going to pull Eve's um, announcement, his blog post up on the screen. And I guess I'll just pass the mic over to you, Chris, and you could like let me know what your initial thoughts were when the news came out. Yeah, man. Well, hey, first, this is like a surreal experience for me. I have, uh, I'm a, like a every, everything EOS I've seen, every single one of them. This is uh, awesome to finally be on a show. Uh, so yeah, a little nervous, but man, thanks for having me on. It's pretty wicked. Uh, and I'm pumped about this. Thanks for uh, keeping the seat warm, man. So everyone who's been <laughs> subscribed to the channel, they've probably seen you pop up on their feeds. Um, because like I, I want the community to use this channel. We've got an audience for the EOS community. And if, if you're a doer, which you are, you get shit done. You you put you're, you're enthusiastic. You're motivated. You're real. Uh, come come join the channel. I will give everyone who who wants to wants to use it a platform. As long as you're creating good content, educating the community, and adding value to the community, then hit me up and you could have a spot on this channel and tap into the five four or five thousand subscribers and give yeah. give you a platform, give you a voice, man. Um, well, yeah. Thanks for that because it's true. I mean, I, I'm I'm not a media content creator but i'm learning how it's not rocket science and uh, using your platform gives uh, us gives an audience and you know eos has a lot going on now finally so people you know if you're you're listening to this and you've got some some itching to make some content and have your pretty face be known get out there make some make some content and you know zach is uh, obviously pretty accommodating so yeah thanks thanks for the, the venue and the opportunity and uh, eden you know kind of put me into this spot light of sorts and gave me an opportunity to talk <laughs> so it's pretty <laughs> awesome all right let, let's get into the news man the eos yeah. foundation so yes. I, I man i don't really want to read it word for word but I, I i might have to a little bit so i i guess i could paraphrase a little bit and leave it on the screen and let the audience uh kind of read it but eos faces many difficulties and surmounting will be no easy task um basically eos has been in a state akin to angst 
I don't. I can't even say that word, Eve. Why would why, why would you use such a big word? But it, it's basically paralysis. <laughs> Decision making paralysis is what happened. EOS, in its like goal of being as decentralized as possible, because everyone else out there outside of the EOS community calls it a centralized shitcoin. It doesn't matter that we're so decentralized that we couldn't actually get shit done for the yeah. longest time, and there was no funding source to empower the community. Yeah. Um, well, and, and that word, actually, it means like death by blood loss. So EOS is basically dying through lack of funding, right? That's our, that's our blood. We need, we need some funding to get people going and get people doing. So, you know, that's, we're dying. And this is going to turn it around now. EOS has lacked a focused entity that has at its core a mission of enabling developers, businesses, and individuals to build on EOS. Not EOSIO, on EOS. Yeah. Uh, a top-down appointed hierarchy responsible for the urgently needed allocation of funding and coordination of resources that is common in other ecosystems, but is lacking and has been lacking for three and a half years, or I guess three years since mainnet launch on EOS. Mm -hmm. Many have argued that this was to be block one's role when they were sent $4 billion during the token sale. However, there's widespread consensus. They have failed and are failing to adequately take on that role if this is something that they are indeed aiming for. Regardless, this role must be filled. So let, let's just stop there and, and get into that. Um, because when I got into EOS in 2017, I, I saw the capital that they're raising in January 2000, or I think it said 2017. In January 2018, yeah. EOS VC was announced $1 billion to fuel the growth of, and they said at that conference, the EOS ecosystem at the conference. I bought into EOS because of the fact that they were going to empower the community to build on EOS and EOS IO even, but we just haven't seen it. No. I, I, I I haven't seen there. There have been some successes. Let me call it some successes. Projects like Upland, who is funded by FinLab. They're producing shitloads of transactions on a daily basis. Uh, right now, almost a, a quarter, a third of the transactions on some of the slow days that Upland's producing. So that's been a big win. Um, bullish is yet to be seen, obviously. But then we've seen a lot of uh, failures. Like we saw a $30 million domain name bought for voice.com. <laughs> What value has voice brought to even EOS IO, like let alone EOS, like that $30 million, imagine what $30 million would have done to the EOS community. Maybe we wouldn't yeah. have seen teams like Diffuse have to leave uh, to join other ecosystems. Maybe we wouldn't have had to have seen teams like Scatter leave to join Ultra and other non-EOS ecosystems, still within EOS IO, which is nice. Um, yeah. Teams that have uh, maybe still have a presence on EOS, but they spend most of their time building on Wax or building on Talos. And that's because there hasn't been a funding source within the EOS community. Like what incentive has there been to build on EOS? Yeah, we have the biggest market cap. Yeah, we have liquidity on centralized exchanges, but none of that matters if, if you can't incentivize developers to you know put food on their table. People need to live. Yeah. And, 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 and like the opportunity to let them do something that they're passionate about is something that's uh, been lacking on EOS. So I see the foundation is filling the void that we all expected uh, block one to fulfill. 
it's what a lot of us signed up for for EOS, you know. And I, I know I did. I was like, one of, part of my pitch to friends was, man, you got to buy EOS because they're going to have this huge war chest and they're going to like build on like who, what other crypto at the time was doing that. Nobody. So it seemed like this awesome, and then it ah, just didn't didn't pan out like we had hoped, right? But uh, I don't know we, th- we, those we of us that are still here. One. We we yeah. waited. We we're done waiting. And that's, that, right. that's that's what this post kind of goes into is like we've waited for block one. Everyone's like looking to block one to be our lords and saviors. They're not going to they're not going to save us. No. It's not going to happen. Like the, the sooner you give up on that notion, the more you could buy into this foundation and, and Eden on EOS and everything else that that could come of this. Yeah. Uh, the, the, the faster you forget about block one. And if they save decide ourselves. to come and join the party, they decide to do tethered assets with bullish on EOS. Uh, get KYC whitelisted accounts and smart contracts on EOS. Great. Yep. That's icing on the cake, but let's forget about relying on them because we can't do that anymore or else we're just going to stagnate and die. Yep. And this foundation is the Hail Mary. This is like over the last year, we've saw such a brain drain within EOS. And I see this foundation as the opportunity to stop the bleeding. Um, and yep. and that that's what he's been working on for the last two months. Um, I don't... it's, it allows us to be independent. Like we, we've been had this dependency mindset and as like in, in Dan's book, more equal animals, that's, that's a killer. Like we don't want to be dependent. We want to be independent. EOS needs to be independent of any outside B1 influence Well, not influence, but just dependency on them doing stuff for our success. We're going to create our own success now. Um, so his post, he goes into basically over the last two months, he's been, Advising with, with stakeholders. So we know about Dan. He's been advised by Dan Larimer. Dan Larimer, we'll get into his post next. He supports Eve. And I think that was very important of, of him supporting Eve because if it was just Eve presenting this idea, it wouldn't pass. Like people would not support it without Dan Dan's support. And I appreciate Dan for coming out like literally like an hour or two after Eve posted his announcement. Dan posted his saying, I stand behind Eve. Um, but Eve talks about in this post how he's basically over the last two months, he's been talking to whales, other block producers, other key stakeholders in the ecosystem. Like what is missing? What could we do? Uh, and, and it comes out like we need a centralized entity that can get yeah. shit done fast and efficient with, with an entrepreneurial business like mindset. We also need decentralization. We, we need a path towards it. And that's kind of what Eden on EOS could potentially do. And that's why Dan is in support of this. But we need something fast. We're, we're three years behind schedule. When the EOS white paper was written, it said 1% to block producers, 4% for a WPS system. The WPS system was shot down by block one shortly after the mainnet launch. Uh, there were multiple attempts at launching a WPS that would have empowered the ecosystem. And each and every time it felt like block one or Brendan Bloomer, sometimes even Dan Larimer, stood in the way and, and maybe it was the right decision at the time but in retrospect it was probably a terrible decision we, yeah. we burned all the accumulated inflation we, we did a lot of things but that's all in the past that's all in the rear view we cannot control block one we cannot control the decisions we made in the past but we can't control our future we can't control our destiny and that is why i i support uh this plan for an eos foundation um in eve's post, he's proposing a 2% increase in inflation. That's going to be 2% uh, to EOSIO.saving. Uh, yep. And it's going to accumulate there just like it did at the mainnet launch. When the mainnet launched, 4% of all inflation just went to EOSIO saving. We decided to burn it twice. 
And then on the second time, we turned off the faucet. Eve is simply proposing we are going to turn that faucet back on. And the foundation is going to be the centralized entity that could lead it. The block yep. producers are ideally going to support this. Um, and then I'll, I'll get into more detail. But so that was the proposal, basically. 2%, turn the inflation on, yep. uh, let it accumulate. And then also in parallel, give the legacy EOSIO dot name and, and dot the name auction fees, the name mm -hmm. auction fees, and then the RAM fees, which are legacy funds. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers in front of me, but let's say like $10 million in today's value, 10 to $12 million in today's value have just been sitting there because those are the funds that we did not burn. So we burned all of the accumulated inflation twice, but we did not burn the legacy name auction and RAM fees, which currently get funded into Rex. But whenever the mainnet launched, Rex didn't exist yet. So before Rex existed, uh, these funds just accumulated and didn't really have a, a purpose at the time. So yeah. that's what Eve is saying. We're going to bootstrap this foundation with 10 to $12 million of legacy funds. And then afterwards, or, or during in parallel, we have this inflation that's accumulating in EOSIO that saving. That's going to fund operations of the foundation. And that's what's going to be distributed as grants and sponsorships and, and funding for everything else that needs it. Yep. I remember hearing a, a neat line from Kevin Rose once and he talked about inflation and he was saying how it's, he thinks of it like a tap with water and he's like you can't just leave the tap on if the water is draining away you got to have that cup and then you turn on the, the tap to collect you, the water do you so, know where do you know where he said that uh, I'm sure you could tell us I do <laughs> uh yeah so uh I, I think I oops I, I have this. Window. So the foundation becomes the cup, right? So we, we turn the inflation back on and now we've, we, we set up the cup at the same time and we, we make use of what's there. When I say that everything EOS is the longest running podcast, it's been it's because I've been here the entire time, everyone. Since March 2018, I've been doing these shows. I've been in the community since 2017. Two, three years ago, almost to the day, uh, everything EOS was on a different channel at the time. It's been rebranded multiple times since then. But um, it says the date was August 2000, August 17th, 2018. I had two guests on to talk about a worker proposal system. Josh Kaufman from EOS Canada, the former number one and number two block producer, number two block producer being EOS New York, Kevin Rose. We talked about the WPS and how much it's needed for the ecosystem, how the ecosystem needs to be independent from block one. Kevin Rose in this interview even gave an example of like a worst case scenario where like, what if block one stops supporting EOS IO or EOS or whatever? And it, I'm not going to get into too much detail, but that is where you said that the cup yeah, and the water thing. He did, yeah. And it coincidentally, like now, like EOS New York is not part of the EOS community anymore. Like, yeah, the PBE, whatever, they're doing that, but like they're gone. Like they're not as vocal as they were. EOS Canada became diffuse and now they're streaming fast. They're gone. They're in the, the graph community now. Like, uh, EOS Nation is actually who is supporting Diffuse right now. They're running all of the infrastructure and it's it's costing them hundreds of thousands of dollars a year to keep that infrastructure up and running. Yeah. Like these block producers running at a some some of them, like like EOS Nation, are running at a loss. And that's part of the reason why we need outside funding beyond the block rewards. Yeah. Um so yeah, it's time, it's time to step up. Yeah, that's right. These guys, there's a lot of lot of so many groups that are working off shoestring budgets that are still managing to succeed. So I, I just think once we actually have proper funding and we can give these groups that are still successful 
but with minimal funding, what can they do when they actually have ample funding? You know, look at the team from CryptoWriter. Like, look at the, the great work that those guys do. And, and that, you know, shoestring budget for them. Imagine what they can do with proper funding. I, I think it's, you know, the, the, the sky's the limit in terms of what some of these groups, and like Gray Mass, Team Gray Mass, again, they're, you know, they're not even a top 21 right now. And yet they're still creating some great products. If we fund them, imagine the wallet integrations they're going to be able to build and, and the smoother onboarding experience that can come from that. And so we'll get into Dan's post because Dan is, his post is mostly kind of like, he supports this centralized approach because it's needed. We need a leader and he doesn't want to be that leader. But the, the big difference is you can get shit done fast, like quickly and efficiently in a centralized manner where, where, yeah. where you could just delegate funds because we are three years too late right now. Uh, funds need to get into the hands of the developers, ASAP. People are, teams are walking away. Like Diffuse is the biggest example. That was a huge, huge nail in the coffin. Like, oh my God, like Alex and team, like not focusing on EOS IO anymore. Like that was like bummer, man. Yeah. Um, but these teams that are going to get funded initially from the foundation, like, yeah, they would probably get funded through Eden eventually if Eden got funding. And that's like a big piece of this puzzle is Eden doesn't have funding and no. it's still very young and it has to prove itself. Um, but what the foundation will do is like, it's going to delegate funds and I've had conversations with Eve. Like he talked about advising with, with Dan, like before this, like I knew about some of this foundation stuff for probably the last month or two. So I may have more insight than, than what's been made public so far. And I have had like conversations with Eve, like some of his ideas and some of his vision, but a lot of what I'm going to talk about today, let me also just say that this is some of my opinion. It's not necessarily Eve's opinion. Don't expect everything I say to be what he's going to do. But am in his ear, and I know he will be watching this, and I, I hope some of the ideas that Chris and I talk about are stuff that will happen with, with the foundation. And one of them is, like, as soon as those block producers sign the MSIG and put the legacy RAM and name fees into the hands of the foundation, I think that they should get distributed, like, within a week. Literally, like we don't need an application process. We know what Gray Mask can do. Give them a half a million dollars and say, scale up your team, make Anchor better, improve EOS onboarding. I'm not going to put any strings on this grant. Yep. Here's the money. Use it. Like yep. the, the, the teams that are going to get the initial funding, the writer team that you already gave them as an example, the yep. teams that are going to get the initial funding, they don't have to go through some nuanced like Eden election process. They don't need to apply to EOS VC and wait six months to get money. They've been going through a job interview, a grant interview, yeah. for like three years now. It's time to get the fucking money. And That's they're right. Get the fucking money. Yeah. And I think that is going to be a big statement from the foundation is straight out the gate. The foundation gets the money and then the teams that direly need it get the money. And then right. I, 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 I want to see it trickle out. Like I, we're, we're going to have constant news. Like we have a sentiment and a reputation problem with EOS that needs to be changed. Everyone says we need marketing. I've got plenty of ideas for marketing. Uh, we can get into those later. Yeah. Um, I'm on a roll here. Let, let, let's just get into Dan's post so we can just continue freestyling this. Right. But I, I do want to cover Dan's because we have to understand like a lot of the people that are watching this video probably already know what the blog post said, but there's also people, I hope that latent, EOS holders, people that may have sold and are thinking about coming back because they heard about the news. I want to walk through everything just so that um, 
yeah. we're not abstracting too much. So and it and it's important we add sort of this layer of what the, how does Eden fit into this, right? Because this it it, it, it you know Dan supports this foundation and he obviously invented the Eden process through his book. So it, these are not mutually exclusive or, or combative. Of, of things these this is like a one plus one equals three type of thing the foundation in eden can totally help each other to become even that much more impactful and powerful all right so i'll let, I'll let you cover his post how about that i'll pull it up on this oh, uh, you gotta read more come on right Dan. there we go yeah. So, I mean, there's the picture from his book. You know, it's, it's exactly what we're trying to do. You kick over a small domino and, you know, big things can happen. And that's uh, this work proposal system will be, or not, sorry, the foundation itself will be a small domino, but it can lead to far bigger things for EOS. And, uh, and he, he says it right here, right? When it comes to getting things done quickly and efficiently, nothing beats a highly motivated and empowered entrepreneur. He's absolutely right. Eden is not that. The process of Eden selects for trust, selects for people who can get things done and allocates money, but that does, it skips that highly motivated and empowered entrepreneur. And, and of course, the key to success of uh, any, entrepreneur, any entrepreneur over large organizations is agility and decision-making. And so that's what Eve brings. He's, he's, again, a guy who's had a three-plus-year resume here of, of a sort of uh, interviewing for this role. And uh, that's why he's the right guy for the to, to, to spearhead this foundation. Um, and, uh, you know, he talks about decentralization is a bit of a paralysis sometimes. And we've got language barriers and lack of clear uh, political process, at least decision making. Deer cotton headlights, you know, great points there. And with Eve at the helm, we're not going to have that problem. Um, past six months, we've been working on the book. And certainly people should read that book. It's got it's about true democracy and its applications are, are huge. Um, so beyond just, you know, EOS per se, but the first iteration is Eden on EOS and the concepts are what has led to what Eden on EOS is. And it's a voluntary system. People are joining people. We have elections, people within that community who are voluntarily there can then be voted into positions of influence. Um, but it's, it's slow. It doesn't have funding yet, right? He's been funding, self-funding this whole thing with, uh, some, you know, 1,000 and 2,500 EOS prizes. We, we need tens of thousands of EOS here if we want to make a dent in what EOS really needs. So, so. Let, let, let's, let's back to, let's get into that of where Eden's at today and, and where it needs to be in the, the transition of all of this. So Eden is only where it is today because of Dan Larimer. It's still super early. It's, it's in its infancy, but the only reason yeah. that the software is being developed right now by the Clarion team is because Dan Larimer is funding it. I, I think he, he gave the number of like a million dollars he's putting towards this out of his own pocket to fund this. If, if Dan wasn't funding this out of Probably pocket, yeah. if he wasn't doing this, it would be nowhere right now. And it, right. it's still very, very early. It's definitely not nowhere. It, it, it's, it, it's early. <laughs> like I, it's, it's I, I don't want to, I mean. yeah, I, I don't want to like say it's not making progress because I, it's, it is making progress. It's just, it's going to be a slow process. Like we're, we're not right. going to like change the world on the first even full, fully funded political playoff. Like it might no. take two, three, four of them to get it right and figure out how the board should be managed and building DAX on top of DAX and having multiple Edens. It's going to be a process. It's not going to be right. quick and efficient. And that, that, that kind of brings us back on topic. Quick and efficient is what we need. Yeah. Um, when a community loses its way, it needs a strong leader to restore a unified vision and establish a new governance structure, which embodies that vision. Um, exactly. Yada, yada, yada. A lot of people have asked Dan to take on the leadership role 
but he, he he's he's very open and admitting his flaws in this post and saying like i don't want to be the leader i'm right. not a great operations guy like i like to be a philosopher and a technologist but i don't want to lead i don't want to run operations yeah like that's like the boring stuff dan wakes up to like try to change the world but he can't necessarily manage people very good uh, so yeah, he's Give it's Eve the endorsement. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say. It's, I mean, Dan's a smart. I mean, he's a brilliant dude, and he recognizes he's humble. Like he recognizes he's he's not you know great at absolute. Who is who? Who of us are excellent at everything? Right? We all none of us wrote more equal animals. Dan did. So that and that's going to be awesome. And and Eve is a leader. Like he's a he's a CEO of EOS Nation. Look at the success that they've had. He's a lot to do with the reason why EOS is still a relevant blockchain today and you know so that's why he's the right guy to take this and, and to, to be responsible for the funds that, that this inflation will turn on and he strip says like this is the biggest endorsement he could have possibly given and dan like when he saw eve's like or, or he knew about it in advance a little bit but like when he knew of like the plans for a foundation like he was realistic enough to know that if i don't endorse this guy there are going to be certain people in the community who who won't stand behind them because Eve's a great guy. I stand behind them myself 100%, but there's other people out there that don't like him. I, I had the same, like when Rob Finch was my, my partner in crime here, there are a lot of people that hated Rob, but there are a lot of people wow. that loved Rob. And it, it's just that cult of personality. Like you're not always going to be loved. If you don't have haters, you're not doing no. your job right. Uh, it, it, honestly. It's, it's a fool's errand to try to keep everyone happy. It's You'll lose. So... <laughs> said there's one individual who's been consistently leading in consensus building on EOS, and that's that's Eve LaRose. Nobody else could reach a consensus amongst the block producers to make this happen. Like Dan Larimer himself doesn't have connections to the like any of the block producers really, but to the East block producers especially. Like who else in the EOS community? If not, so there were some people who I've seen like we should take a step back and think about this and choose who should be in charge. Guys, there's no one else that could do this. Yeah. I can't just call up who will be or Binance and be like, hey, guys, here's my plan for the foundation. Like, I want you to support it. There's nobody else in the world that could reach a consensus amongst like all top 21 block producers. And Eve has proven that in very difficult situations, he mm -hmm. can reach a consensus amongst the BPs. If you look yeah. back at all of the major multi-sigs that have happened on EOS, all of the upgrades, the recent web authentic upgrade that happened like a week or two ago, almost yep. every major upgrade that has happened to the EOS mainnet, that MSIG proposal was proposed by EOS Nation. They've been leading EOS for the last at least two years now, the last one and a half years at number one. And that's not by mistake. And look yep. at who their leader was, who set the tone. And Daniel Keyes is doing an amazing job as the, yep. the current CEO since Eve left, but Eve is off to do bigger things for EOS and, and uh, launching this foundation is, is going to shake the ground beneath our feet, so it's to speak. A, and it's a perfectly rational transition. Like if you were to plot and, and sort of look at Eve's transition or his progress in, in the EOS ecosystem, this is it's a perfectly natural place for him to now end up after doing what he's done. So it, 
to those who have concerns that don't like Eve, I mean, whatever, put the personality issues you may have. If you're an EOS token holder, it's hard to argue that this is bad for the EOS <laughs> ecosystem and then the EOS price. So, you know, what are your, mm -hmm. just put your personal preferences aside. And then let's just wrap this up that he says, so as long as even as foundations support Eden and, and the move towards like further decentralization, then I stand behind Eve. Like that, that's the gist of it is yeah. uh, if Eve's in favor of uh, supporting a path towards further decentralization and will fund Eden initially, then let's go. Game is on. Green light. Let's go. Let's take yeah. it to the BPs. Yeah, exactly. He, he, see, he sees the fact that you need centralization to get shit done and actually make things happen. I don't, there's no argument there. But he's also at least pointing out the caveat that institutions like the EOS Foundation could become like similar institutions that become captured with incumbent advantage and gerrymandering and all these things that happen in organizations that don't have demo true democracy. So I, I think it's good that he put that caveat in there because that is what Eden's hoping to, you know, to become is this replacement for a democratic system. And who does get to be on, in this EOS foundation? How are they selected? How transparent is it going to be? You know, how accessible to the community is it going to be? So those are all questions that are yet to come. And I did write a response that have a plethora of questions that came from the community uh, when Eve announced this. And it's so they're so just holistic questions. Let's address some. We don't have to pull. I have it in my notes. We don't have to pull it up on the screen necessarily right now. But like one of yep. the things is like someone in this channel, Eve's sudden departure, yada, yada, Sonata Systems. Sonata Systems is one of the guys that doesn't like Eve. Great. <laughs> like, that's fine. Don't like the guy. But to think that Eve is the EOS Foundation is not going to be the case. Eve no. may be the equivalent of the first executive director of the EOS Foundation, but he won't be doing the job alone. And what, I, what I'm envisioning is, like, as soon as it achieves its funding, we're probably going to see, like, a whole board uh, get, like, um, I don't know, announced whatever right. you call it, like brought on, yeah, like, like yeah. I, I don't know necessarily who they're all going to be, but I don't think they're going to be nobodies. I think they're going to be people that, that the community already knows and already has good reputations and already trusts beyond Eve LaRose. So don't, whatever, don't trust Eve LaRose. I do. I stand behind them hundred percent, but and, he's going to surround himself by people that maybe you do trust. Yeah. And, and also, even if you don't trust Eve himself as a person, the question is, do you trust the outcome and the output of what the foundation does? Right. So you can you can put aside the individuals who are involved. It's what the foundation does. And so long as that is transparent and, and visible for everyone to see. And that's what I'm going to be encouraging. Right. Is because we, we we're, we're short on details as to how exactly it's going to work. How will funding allocation work? Is it going to be all announced? Is it going to be, are we seeing people's salaries? Like, is this all going to be really transparent? And I'm a radical transparency kind of guy. So that should, at least if, if you're concerned about the cult of personality, just focus on the output. And, and are you seeing, is it, is it visible and clear what that output is? And if it is, and it's good, then, let when, good, right? Roll everyone, it. everyone is like, this has to be transparent and this and that. EOS Nation has been carrying the freaking torch of being transparent with everything happening on EOS, like EOS hot sauce. And all apologies that this live stream is going on <laughs> at the same time as EOS hot sauce, but they are the only ones uh, being transparent about everything happening in the EOS ecosystem. When Eve was the CEO of EOS Nation, the number one block producer in the world, what? podcast was on like every couple of weeks to talk to the eos community about the things that they were not privy of because they are not block producers they are not ceos of the number one producer in the world who was giving us that insider insight 
It was yeah. Eve LaRose. Exactly. Like he's always been transparent or as transparent as he needed to be. Right. So don't and, judge yet. Like let's, let's let him, like he's exactly, he's shown that he can be transparent. So this, let's just, let's just wait. Don't cast judgment yet. Be supportive. Rec recognize this is excellent for EOS and just, yeah, let's wait and see. I expect, like you say, it's going to be transparent. This is, uh, you know, that's why I, I think this is awesome. <laughs> yeah. Like I plan, like people were asking like, why, why, why is it just me and Chris? Why not Eve? So truth be told, Eve's traveling. He can't, he could do it on a cell phone maybe and come on a video, but like Eve will be one of my guests on this show. Like I, I don't have a specific date for you, but Eve will speak to the community and he will speak to you through everything EOS and, and through Telegram as he always does. But he, like, that's going to happen. Like, I promise you it will happen. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at the live chat, Block Crafters. I'd love to quit my crappy job and do something within the EOS community full time. So if you have any connections, let me know. Yes, that, <laughs> yeah. like that's what we want. Like people that live and breathe this stuff, like th that, that. this is the opportunity that Eden's going to provide, the foundation may provide. Like the foundation's role is not going to be some giant organization. <clears throat> Their role is going to be to distribute funding to empower like individual organizations and teams. Teams like I, I keep giving the example of Gray Mass because they are like one of the teams that there is a full consensus behind. Like yeah. I could write a blank check to Gray Mass and say, here you go, Aaron. I know you'll do well with it. And we will have an amazing wallet in the matter, like a better wallet than we already do within a, like a couple of weeks or a couple of months. We'd have more builds coming out, more features, like no doubt about it. And there's other people yeah. like that in the ecosystem. Um, another good example is EOS Argentina with the MetaMask wallet that they're working on for the EOS integration. Like, get that shit done. They're doing that on their own dime. Like, they're, if they're paying out uh, voter rewards, they're not getting a, a ton of income from the block rewards. So they're building this on no. their own dime. Imagine what they could do if they could have two or three full-time devs, like, working on, like, a, a wallet integration for MetaMask. Like, something that EOS IO is lacking and desperately, or EOS especially, because yeah. I know Talos is working on it, EVM compatibility. Mm -hmm. Ethereum does not scale and will not scale for quite some time. And even with E2.0, set that aside, it's, it's not going to be the magic bullet that people think could are. All 64 shards, all the DeFi is going to be on a single shard and they're going to have the same problems and they don't have inner shard communication, yada, yada, yada. I can yep. get into that another time, but we saw what happened over the last year. When Ethereum clogged up and DeFi hit its peak, where did all where did a lot of the value go? It went to Matic and it went to Binance Smart Chain. The reason it was able to do that is because of EVM compatibility. Bar none. That yeah. could have been EOS if EOS had EVM compatibility when um, the Ethereum network clogged up and people were paying like two hundred dollar tra transaction fees for DeFi. Which is insane. Uh, the, the value that EVM compatibility and MetaMask integration gives is you have the same Ethereum public key on every blockchain. So with like EOS IO, you can't do that. So if I have EOS.inc as my name on, on Eden, if you send tokens to EOS.inc on Wax, I don't own that account. Someone else could have bought it before me or no one might own that account. But you, you can't like know my account on multiple chains. Whereas whenever you have the MetaMask integration and the, and the same key pairs, um, like whenever you move tokens from like Ethereum to uh, Matic, you just change your network on MetaMask. You switch it from, you send your tokens and you switch it from Meta, uh, from Ethereum mainnet to Matic mainnet. You have your same keys, 
the same yep. wallet you're used to using and here's your tokens on Matic and you could start logging into all the Matic interfaces right right then and there. It's all about user experience. Exactly. Yep, user experience. That's what we need that and we can do it. I'm sure that's I'm sure that the hit list. It'd be nice to see. I think that's one of the questions in my post is like let's, you know, what what is your how are you going to use this funding if it was like an Eden election, EVM compatibility, right? wallets, onboarding, yeah. resource grants for teams. So if resource costs, so okay, resource costs maybe are higher on EOS than on Talos. Maybe they're higher than on Wax. I don't know. But what if what if the foundation could give out resource grants to projects saying, don't even worry about paying for resource costs. We will fund your CPU and RAM for your entire first year so that you could prove your business model and see if it works. How yep. about that? Then resource costs are not an issue. This is a traditional business model that Google Cloud uses, Amazon Cloud uses. They will give $100,000 credits to use Amazon Cloud or Google Cloud services to, uh -huh. to an enterprise wanting to build on and use their cloud infrastructure. Like it's not outside the norm for them. They give literally like a $500 no. gift card to anybody who asks for them. And yeah. that is something that the foundation can kind of vet these projects, have conversations with them. And it's really low. Like you're not giving them the money. You're giving them resources like, OK, spend that on CPU. And if you yeah. start if you start doing some shitty mining thing with them, we're going to pull it from you because that's bullshit. Right. And, it, you know, you hear the I've hear, heard the argument that if, if a business can't survive on its own and launch on EOS and become self-sustaining like a proper business is. And why, why, you know, why do they deserve support? And the answer is because sometimes that's what VCs are for. Like you got to bootstrap and kickstart some of these projects to get them going, get, get the users in, increase the, the, the adoption of EOS. So that's why, like we, as much as we want to have just this pure entrepreneurial spirit and everybody for themselves, like, no, we need, we need a foundation to curate the growth of this ecosystem, which has been completely lacking. I see my homies in the channel, Mark Shear and Nova Crypto calling out DAP Network and Edge OS and Liquid Apps. Yeah. That like, that's another team, another yeah. project. That could probably benefit from some additional grant funding to, to really uh, build on top of EOS and do some really great things. Native bridging for EOS to all these EVM chains. How about that? Um, I, I see like there's huge opportunities for dual yield DeFi strategies. Not a lot of people are familiar with the DAP account DAO or DAD ecosystem. But what they have is they have a dual yield ecosystem where um, they have a pegged version of USDC and DAI on EOS. And then on how a bridge works on, on pretty much any blockchain is you have your native token. And when you send it to another blockchain, it doesn't disappear on the original blockchain. What it does is it gets locked into a vault, usually mm. protected by multi-sig. And then for every one token locked in the vault, one token is minted on the destination chain. What you could do with these dual yield strategies are um, there, there's certain blue chip DeFi on Ethereum that ha have been battle tested, audited over and over and over again, things like Curve, uh, which has billions and billions of dollars of stable coins locked in it. So what DAP account DAO does is they have stable coins, USDC and DAI locked into Curve on Ethereum. And it's actually earning yield, DeFi yield on Ethereum. But then the tokens on the EOS side are liquid and can be spent and used as payments or in LP strategies or in other DeFi to earn yield on EOS also. Huh. So that's like the secret sauce. Keep your liquidity and yields on Ethereum, but let's create a system where we can bridge the blockchains together, let you earn yield on Ethereum while having a liquid token on EOS that brings liquidity to the EOS marketplaces. Yeah. Like this could all happen 
but it needs developers, 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 and it needs like the right minds, people that can like the, the best minds in DeFi are going where the money is. And there hasn't been money in EOS. It's been everywhere but EOS. Yeah. And that's what this changes. That's what the EOS Foundation changes. As soon as it's funded, it changes that day. Yep, that's right. And like you say, it can be immediately, checks can be rolling out and teams can be getting ramped up from day one. It, it doesn't require a bunch of interviewing. It's just go. For certain teams, yes. Like yeah, there, yeah, of course. There, there, yeah. There's limited... There, there, so there, Everybody there, gets a car. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that anyone who has dedicated themselves to EOS and is still here should get some kind of grant. I've joked, and this is stuff that's being discussed. This this is like not just blowing smoke is anyone who's still here, like there will be smaller grants that will be going out. Like you probably weren't even contacted about yet because the money doesn't exist yet. Yep. But if you're if you're still here, you've been creating the value the whole time, there's probably going to be like a, a grant for you. Um and, and if you get missed, there will be a process to like get in contact and 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 like let us let them know why you deserve it, that and it could be looked at as eos reparations jokingly but it is what it is yeah and that's on top of pomelo that's coming right like pomelo is going to be another one of those excellent perfect tools for these new new the new thing yeah the, the teams that are being missed by the initial grants like maybe you're not a gray mass like you don't have that reputation where we could just say here's some money because we know you you've proven yourselves and we trust you or or better yet new people to the ecosystem. That's what we really need. Yeah. We don't necessarily need to bring back the whole band that because a lot of the band left and they're not coming back. As much as we want Diffuse to come back, they're not coming back. Ship sale. There's yep. been a brain drain. There's been a brain drain. Teams moving to Polkadot, teams moving to Solana, teams moving to Ethereum. They're not all going to come back. We need new teams. Yep. Um, and we need to bring projects to be more cross-chain too. And that's where the EVM compatibility comes in also is because Another reason that projects were so quick to move to Matic and BSC is because the same Solidity smart contracts that they have deployed on Ethereum, they could deploy those same smart contracts on those other chains. They can't mm -hmm. currently do that on EOS. They have to rewrite all of the code in, in C++ to, uh, to compile into Wasm. It's, yeah. it's a process. It, it's, it's, a, it, yeah. it's not real portable. Um, and that's what EVM compatibility could do. I think that uh, there, there could list. be... Teams funded, multiple teams funded to focus on EVM compatibility, focus on wallets, focus yeah. on user onboarding. Um, yeah. And then you incubators, I, right? EOS Starter is another one. And then, yeah, yeah well, they, out, they, they, they can they help. Give a pitch on EOS Starter and then people can. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they they want to have an incubator. We're building an, I'm, I'm an, I'm an advisor now. I'm not as close to the team, but it's, uh, you know, building a, an incubator launch pad to launch projects on EOS to, this is to bring growth back to EOS, but it's still a budding project. You know, even EOS Starter needs some funding to help really get it rolling and get it moving. So another great use, right? All of this <laughs> stuff is meant to collaborate and build on EOS. This is the final goal. Even Eden, right? All this shit is just let's make eos the blockchain and the ecosystem we all knew it could be three years ago this is a huge step to then propel what we saw happening or like trying to happen and then it kind of got curtailed and handcuffed and now we take it into our own hands the key word you just mentioned is accelerator i believe you called it or incubator in incubator that, launchpad accelerator that, yeah that, that is what eos has been lacking and eos vc yeah. did not deliver on because eos vc no. is a vc they're looking for companies that could bring them profits now. They want equity yeah. and they want profits. That is not necessarily the 
that's not what EOS accelerators means. are more like seed funding. And that's what we need in EOS is seed funding. These are all yeah. experimental ideas. Eat it included. We don't know what's going to work and what's not going to work. Uniswap started as a hackathon project. They forked the code of Bancor, launched, launched at a hackathon and started with a $100,000 grant. And now they're a multi-billion dollar market cap. It's crazier than EOS for just a swap. That's it. Yep. And th let's get into that. So um, I've seen some people say that 2% is too much. And I've seen people say that 2% is not enough. Um, at today's value, so like I said, the, the name fees and the RAM legacy fees, let's say like 10 to $12 million. I don't know what the price is today. But then 2% inflation at a four, I did the math on a $4 EOS, but if you do it on a $5 EOS, it's $100 million. Yep. That is nothing compared to the competitors. Like it's enough to get shit done. It And, and I, I saw some people saying like, how would you spend it like right away? You don't have to spend it right away because it, it trickles in. Like 2%, yep. you get to $100 million over 365 days. Like it's not like you have that the whole time. No, yeah, um, it takes time to build up. But to compare it to other, uh, let, let's compare it to other ecosystems. Um, Uniswap, they have a, a, a community funding. They just funded $100 million just to a Harvard like crypto lobbying group. <laughs> like a think tank that's going to lobby uh, congressmen, which is great. It's, it's very much needed. But this is what we're up against is projects that have $100 million just to give to lobbyists. Uh, Terra, the Terra ecosystem, it's budding, it's growing, it's great. A lot of EOS community members have gone to Terra. Yep. They have a $150 million DeFi fund. Yeah. Uh, that's just for funding DeFi projects, building on Terra, integrating with the UST token. They're subsidizing audits for DeFi projects. Imagine if EOS <coughs> had a way to subsidize audits so that contracts, like audits are expensive. They start at like 20 grand all the way up to 100 grand, depending on how, how complex your contracts are. And we're mm -hmm. talking seed level experimental projects that just can't afford stuff like that. Imagine if there was a way to subsidize these auditing costs for new projects. Like right now, there's no mechanism to do that. Um, yeah. Some other. And, that, and that's where Eden, the people say, you know, Eden could do this. Okay, fine. It's true. But Eden, the, the challenge is you're going to have people cycling through. If there's an election every six months in an Eden process, where's the consistency? How do you have, how can you have these audits being available from different people being, what happens if the person who is piloting or, or pushing the audit gets in one election, but then doesn't get in the next? Does that mean they end? And this is part of the downside of Eden, right? Like where this is where the found, this is where they both can work really harmoniously and the foundation can fund. Eve even said that the foundation can fund multiple Edens. He said Edens, plural. So, and that's the other issue, right? We've only got an English speaking Eden. So this idea of contract auditing coming from a foundation that can be stable and consistent and, and run long-term, that's huge. I'm just trying to use this opportunity of this live stream to squash any objections that people may have to this foundation, because I'm telling you, I've been in this community as long as anybody, um, as knowledgeable as anybody. And I'm telling you, like, it has my 100% support. So we have a lot of anti-inflation people like, ah, inflation's terrible. We're asking yeah. for 2%. The dirty little secret of Ethereum is that their inflation's actually already higher than that. This source wow. right here is the Ethereum white paper. <laughs> like, I'm not just pulling this <laughs> from some FUD article. The long-term yeah. supply, long-term inflation rate. Ethereum launched in what, like 2014? So yeah. it's in what year, year seven or so. Seven or so so yeah. it's still at a 10% inflation rate right now. 10% of 
of inflation on Ethereum. And we talk about the difference between proof of stake and proof of work and how, ah, oh, this extra 2% is going to create sell pressure. Some of the developers are going to have to sell it to, to pay the bills. Okay, well, the Ethereum miners that are collecting this inflation, they got to pay a bill too. They got to pay bills too. It has no value to anybody. That bill is right. called electricity. Yep. And it's probably more than half of this bill. Yeah. So five more five percent or more of Ethereum inflation is going to the electricity companies, and we have people in EOS who are going to complain and say like Ethereum's the devil. It's not. Ethereum is going to be or the. This inflation is going to be inflation. like what's going to yeah. fuel public goods on the EOS public network, and it is what has been lacking for the last three years. That's that right. Very much what is needed. Well, and th think of the difference, like you say, right? Inflation isn't a bad word. It's how it's used that defines whether it's good or bad. So inflation on Ethereum pays for electricity. Inflation on EOS is going to pay for people to build stuff. <laughs> proof, of not yeah. proof, of proof of useful work. Proof of useful, valuable, value-creating work is what it is. Yeah. And the other thing, I, I did hear this, which I think is a, a fair point, is because EOS Detroit had brought this up in their staking pool proposal about having the inflation rate being sort of relative to the price of EOS. So if, if EOS is worth 100 bucks, do we still need 2% inflation? I think that's that's a fair point. Maybe that the inflation rate becomes sort of relative and, and it has like staggered um, where it, it, the inflation goes down as the price goes up because in, you, know, you don't need as much money, money, perhaps. But other than that, inflation is not a bad thing. Yeah, and as far as like the changes, like the inflation rates could always change over time. I, I, I saw the EOS Detroit post. The... Biggest thing, like not a complaint necessarily, but it adds friction. It's something that needs to be built to create this system that uses sure. a price oracle to find the USD price to calculate the inflation and distribute it based on USD value. That's going to slow shit down. We don't have time for that. No. So let's debate that later. Let's get shit done now. Yeah. And we can talk about this later. Right now, EOS is $4.30. It's not 100 bucks. So exactly. Let's just make it 2%, call it a win. And then, you know, if it gets to 100 bucks in short order, okay, we can discuss this. But uh, yeah. I think we'd all be happy at that point anyway, right? Yeah. Like, this is, like, we, we need money out the door today. And we need we need to stop the bleeding today. We need to start onboarding more developers and more users today. Um, we can make these changes as we go. Um, let's let's see what other. Uh, yeah, and and, and that again is just part of this trend. People want transparency. Okay, valid point. If EOS is hundred bucks, then yeah, two percent is too much inflation, perhaps. That's great. So let's just make that part of the dialogue. And that's again some of the to be determined. Is is how does how is this foundation going to receive input from the community? I'm sure there's going to be a way, but it's just a question that we'll ask. How are you going to receive? Are you going to have AMAs? Who's going to be your comms person? Like you, Zach, you're awesome at this. Would you consider working for this foundation or being a part of that? I think you'd be a wicked guy to have there. If given the opportunity, yeah, sure. There you go. See? And like, there, there's a lot of things I would do. So, like, for example, EOS has not had a presence at like major crypto conferences since 2017 when they headlined Consensus. Whose role is it within the EOS ecosystem to have a presence at all of these conferences? Whose role is it to have a developer's relations guy? Like EOS could be a great e uh, layer two for Ethereum. Like sponsor teams to use EOS as a layer two on Ethereum and send them to ETH global hackathons. How big would yeah. that be to have an EOS IO team winning an Ethereum hackathon team? Sponsoring your own hackathons. Like when was, like I know Block One did an EOS IO virtual hackathon. But what, what if we had like global events? Like I think with the EOS Foundation, one of the things that they should do is as soon as possible, I know we're still 
Delta variant, COVID still going on. But man, we need in-person events. Like 2018, 2019 was amazing. I met some of my like best friends within the EOS ecosystem at these in-person events at B1 June and at the hackathons. That's how you really solidify the community. And that's what this is all about. Yeah. Is community. Like the community is what gives EOS its value. It's 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 the bond you create with everyone. It's the the common good that you're working towards. And that that's what's really like kept me around is like there's been a lot of dark days. Like I haven't done content in months. Because I don't have anything to talk about. I, I have to be excited to talk about something. And here I am. I'm fucking excited. Yeah. And I'm talking about it. Um, so, yeah, I'd like to see stuff like that. I'd like to see um, the hiring of, like, professional PR agencies that uh, have the Rolodex of the influencer lists. Because uh, a lot of cryptos pay to play. And that's, that's right. been one of the things that EOS has been lacking is there's no one to pay to play. You got to compete yeah. with the comp- you got to you got to fight with wolves, man. You got to you got to be a shark if you want to go after sharks. Uh, you got to pay for those uh, press releases on Cointelegraph and Coindesk. You got to pay to get some of those uh, top tier interviews and sponsorships on the top podcasts like that. It, it, it is what it is. And that's stuff that I think the foundation can provide to EOS that's been lacking. Yeah. And it comes back. It comes back in spades. Like that's, it, this isn't just burned money. They, they paying for this content increases awareness of EOS. We've got a lot of good things to talk about now. There's actually a lot of great content that could be created on all this great things, all these great things that are happening. And that's going to increase awareness and then maybe adoption. Turn some of this negative sentiment. We're going to wash our hands of the dependency of block one, all that negative FUD, which is the majority of the negative FUD we hear is about that. We're moving beyond that now. It's time to move on. This is like, we're, we're moving to the next, the next chapter in the EOS story. I, I see if everything, like I see this foundation and knowing like Eve as a businessman, I see it. So at first it's called the foundation, but I see it like if we want to make the, the parallel comparisons to Ethereum, I said this in a tweet. Like I see the EOS foundation initially taking on a lot of roles because Eden is still, like I said, in its infancy, it's unproven and yep. it's experimental. But over time, let's say over like the next two years, like if it can grow and be independent and get more funding and prove that it's actually uh, like doing what Dan's vision is for it and it works. Yep. Like I see Eden being, if it could prove itself more like a, like a decentralized foundation and then the EOS Foundation would be more like a consensus-like organization that, that's like fueling business. Now, let, let's pull up consensus because a lot of people in EOS, I've noticed, um, aren't like uh, – they, they kind of live in a bubble a little bit. And they don't necessarily uh, understand everything else going on in other ecosystems. So I'm, I'm fully guilty of that. So thank you for showing. <laughs> and I was like that too. But like with Liquid Apps, man, I, I, we're multi-chain. We, we got to be everywhere. I've done a lot of work. Uh, digging into into the EVM and Ethereum communities. Now let's let's look at the the stuff that um uh, they don't have a damn products. Okay, let's look at the products that consensus funds. Consensus funds these as public goods, um, and consensus was initially funded through like the very early mining. Like I showed you that uh, Ethereum white paper when there was forty percent inflation in the first year. That's where consensus got this their funding from. Yeah, biggest things Infura. So every DAP, every wallet typically has to run their own nodes. They can't rely on public infrastructure uh, because like, like even right now with EOS, like the public nodes, get they, they have to rate limit at a certain point because they don't have unlimited scalability. If you want to have 100% reliability, you have to run your own EOS node right now. Yeah. Running an EOS node is complicated. It's expensive and it takes a specific type of expertise. In Fura, 
what that does within the Ethereum ecosystem is it's like nodes as a service. And you, you basically pay dollars to basically rent nodes to, to use for your infrastructure. That's all subsidized by consensus. They have a free tier that almost every dApp could use until it's got like a token or more profitable. So it's basically a, a, a freemium model. And then if they grow to a certain size, you pay for Infura and you get your nodes as a service. That's funded by consensus. MetaMask. I don't think I need an introduction of what MetaMask is. It's yeah. the most widely used wallet uh, in existence. And the last thing is Truffle. Truffle is an amazing developer suite that basically makes building uh, on the Ethereum virtual machine super easy. And it's actually also one of the reasons why uh, EOS needs EVM compatibility. Not because EVM is better than EOS IO, but it's because the tooling and the knowledge base around EVM is so good. And tools like Truffle, uh, the closest thing to Truffle on EOS is actually Zeus SDK, which is from Liquid Apps. But it, it could yeah. use a lot of additional development that, that could probably happen with additional funding to, to basically make it comparable to a Truffle for EOS IO. So these three tools, MetaMask, Infura, and Truffle, are three things that the EOS IO ecosystem is lacking because we don't have a source of public goods. None of these products are profitable. On yeah. top of that, we don't have a good IDE. EOS Studio has... I, has I don't even know if they still support uh, EO Studio, but we don't have a web IDE for developers to simply and quickly start building dApps. It's like a process. It's not easy to start building a dApp on EOS. And that's what a lot of these public goods could actually support and fund. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> yeah, man. Well, and, and, you know, we don't have to reinvent the wheel either. Like, it's easy. Like, you can you can see there's six, there was six big core pieces that Consensus is funding there. That's, uh, that, that, that we just have to copy it even, right? Like it's, does no, we don't have to like, oh, what do we do? What is the foundation? I mean, it's pretty obvious what the foundation can do. It's been done. It just needs funding. Like that's what's yeah. been lacking is like every, so <clears throat> the reason there's been a slow bleed within EOS is because for the first year, everyone had all the optimism that block one is going to deliver on something that EOS VC was going to like fund people and teams were willing to pay out of their own pocket, play the long game. Yeah. Okay. If I pay out of my own pocket, I might burn through a million dollars but once i burn through that million dollars i'll be profitable because block one's gonna be funding a billion dollars into the ecosystem liquidity is gonna arrive yada 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 it never yep. came there i i have countless friends that i've heard firsthand they bled through all of their capital and once you bleed through all of your capital and there's no like finish line in sight like it's depressing like what uh, are you supposed to do the lights yeah. eventually shut off and yeah. that's what we've seen and that's what we need to stop yeah that we're, we're exactly like Eve wrote in his post. Whatever, how you pronounce that word, we're uh, death by blood loss. <laughs> Eve has so much skin in the game, man. I don't know how much EOS that man owns, but he never stopped buying EOS the entire time like he was with EOS Nation. Like like dollar cost averaging for the last three years, like his EOS stack. Like he has skin in the game. The whales that have to approve this foundation they've got skin in the game. Like you might complain that they're, they're, they're whales or they're from the East or whatever, but they own a lot of EOS. Yeah. Maybe they're not spending it the way you want them to, because they might not know where to put it. Cause if, even if I had a bunch of money, what do I do with it? If I'm a, a whale and I'm not connected to the ecosystem, I'd rather delegate someone else to do it for me, yeah. which is what this 2% inflate. It's like a tax on the entire network. That's what it does. It's like, okay, you yeah. deal with it. I'll deal with making myself rich. You deal with making me more rich by making the ecosystem great. That's right. Great. And the, and the, and the, 
the tax is biggest on the whale anyway, right? The larger your stake in, in, the, in the currency supply, the more you're diluting your asset value by inflation. So, you know, if they're and okay they're with the it, then the smaller holders should be They are the ones okay that have to approve this. The That's top right. 21 block producers have the most stake in the game. The That's whales right. that are voting those block producers into the positions that they are have the most skin in the game. Yep. They That's are the they ones there. that will approve this. They are the market makers. They are the exchanges. They are the ones that are going to have to support the price initially if there's mm -hmm. more downward pressure. And it, it really won't be that much more downward pressure, yeah. but there will be some. Sure, but the volume of EOS is not like other tokens either. So even where we are in CMC in terms of overall market cap, our volume is not representative of that. So even though there might be downward pressure, I don't think it's going to be as extreme as some might think because of the Every volume. Every dollar spent will create more than one dollar of buy pressure is my opinion. I agree. Like you invest $5 million into the ecosystem. Like block one has starved the EOS ecosystem. I point a finger at them and EOS VC in particular. <laughs> the ecosystem has been starving. We're hungry. Yeah. Well, you know, what's cool though. I was thinking, do you want more to say? You can keep. Yeah. Uh, it just that like $30 million for that voice domain. Yeah. Burns my balls. Tickle, I don't, <laughs> that probably wasn't the right word, but it pisses me off Talcum because powder. if you put that $30 million into EOS VC grants, like they did some $50,000 grants last year. It was great. It was nice. It was a couple hundred thousand dollars they gave to EOS. Yeah, IO. Chump change. Give $30 million to the EOS ecosystem, and I guarantee there will be more than $30, $30 million of buy pressure. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Yeah. $30 million would, in, would create more than $30 million of buy pressure. And that's what I see with the EOS Foundation and Eden once it's ready and able. It will, ever, for every dollar spent, it will, because we are at rock bottom. Like your reputation, your sentiment, your optimism cannot get any lower than it has gotten in the, this year, 2021, and a lot of 2020 also. It cannot get any lower. Whoever has wanted to sell has sold. Whoever is left are the fucking OGs and the hardcore. Like we are here yep. for the long haul, and we are here to see EOS become like what we wanted it to be when it, when it was like first coming, like when we first heard about 2017, 2018. And that's going to happen starting in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, but you know, I was thinking of a good analogy, and to me, EOS right now has become like I like I like torque over speed. You know, like so, it's like it basically you've got a Ferrari or a, an F1 racer, and they can go real fast, real flashy. But as soon as you hit a speed bump, you're you're done. You got to slow right down. You'll never get over it, right? And that's a lot of these tokens out there. They're like the Ferrari. They're the, they're the F1 racer. EOS, those who stuck around, those who are still committed and care, we've got torque. We're like the monster truck that can just drive over any speed bump on our way. We're slower. But we're still moving forward and we've got torque behind us because we haven't given up. And if we get this foundation rolling and start actually adding some high octane fuel to our monster truck, we're going to fucking fly. We're going to just crush all these F1 cars that are slowing up over the speed bumps that eventually come their way. They're going to run into issues and we're just going to just keep on moving because we've got the torque of this community that's stuck around. And so we talked a little bit about Eden. We spent most of our time talking about the foundation, which is good. Let's talk about the thing that kind of connects us to, and that's a, a, a tool that should be launching in the next few months. I don't have a date. Palmelo. You want to just kind of give the, I think most people might know, but give the TLDR and what Palmelo is real quick. Yeah, Palmelo was, so I guess, you know, shitting on Block One. Props to Block One. They did fund the development of Palmelo, so that was good. They gave 600 plus K to EOS Nation and EOS Asia to develop this. Um, it's going to use quadratic funding, which is what Ethereum has. Um, I, I don't know where on their Gitcoin. network. Gitcoin. I'll, I'll, I'll get into Gitcoin. I want you to introduce okay. Palmelo, then I'll get into Yeah, so basically it's... 
quadratic funding means that they're going to be uh, match. There's going to be sponsor funders that uh, Block One could be the EOS Foundation can throw larger uh, matching pools, and then as projects are there, it's projects that are seeking funding. The more small donors that are individual, like there's civil protection there. The small donors that vote or donate to a particular project, the bigger the amount of matching funding they get. So it's a it's a it's going to be an, a bit of a launch pad of sorts as well, but it's more just a funding for public goods on EOS, and it's coming this year. So what it allows is it allows so block ones they haven't set an amount yet, so we don't know what block one's going to be grant matching with Pomelo with, but I will yeah. say that EOS Foundation like like I said early on like it's known there's certain high reputation teams within the ecosystem that that deserve funds that have been here that could add value, but then there's a bunch of little people little fish that maybe don't have a reputation yet like Chris like before the first Eden election. I, I, I probably didn't even know who you were. I'm no, sorry. No, you, you didn't, no. <laughs> but, but like, look what you've done since then because you've been given a platform and an opportunity and the value that you've created. How many other Chris Barnes are there out in the ecosystem that, that don't even know that this is what they want to do yet? Palmelo is going to give them an opportunity to write a proposal and let the community decide whether or not they want to, to fund it by making donations to it. And then those donations get matched by block one blocked by the eos foundation and potentially by um eden candidates who, who just sure. run on that campaign yep so what what type of stuff do uh these types of things fund and i'll, I'll show you because palmella was modeled after gitcoin and gitcoin is an amazing product and so the grant matching is always different depending on the round and depending on the category but sometimes for every like one EOS that you donate as a community member, it might get matched by like two EOS by like the foundation or consensus, or, or, I guess or, I'm more. Equivalent, or more. Yeah. So let me, let me just pull up Gitcoin because this is exactly what it's modeled after. And I will show you the things that are being funded through it and what I hope to see on EOS. So it's, I won't get into the quadratic funding, but so this is really cool because these things called collections. And I don't know if Pomelo is going to have this feature out the gate, but what it allows is like different influencers within the community to package together the initiatives that they support. So Owaki here, this is actually the founder of Gitcoin and he's, he's got six grants in his package and he's saying support my anti cyber technology. And by, by contributing to Owaki, you're actually contributing to all of these different initiatives for anti cyber technology. So you add this to the cart, anti cyber mm -hmm. I support anti cyber That grant gets split up amongst these six projects that he chose. And look at the funding that all of these projects have already raised within yep. uh, Gitcoin. $20,000, $34,000, $143,000, $10,000, dollars And this is just for like anti cyber technology. I'm not going to get into the individual grants because I am not familiar with them, but there's um, promoters of Web 3.0. This is uh, like some of these are specifically like influencers. Um, yeah, exactly. Just pushing marketing. Ethereum state media. Let's get into this one. So like we don't have a, a way to monetize content creation within the EOS community. Like people say like everything EOS should have been funded at certain points. Sure. I, I agree. Like yeah. when we were at our heyday, Rob Finch was basically sponsoring this out of his pocket so that I could do this almost on a full-time basis. But that, that doesn't exist anymore. That dried up. But lo look at... This is just through the one grant round, what the Ethereum state media is earning. 
$8,700 for Bankless. This is a newsletter, a DeFi newsletter that goes out every single day. Ethereum podcast, DeFi library, Daily Gui, $63,000 for the Defiant newsletter. I subscribe to half of these. DeFi dad, this guy's basically like me, but on Ethereum. And he's getting 60K just through Gitcoin alone. Memes, $36,000 for Twitter memes on freaking Ethereum. And we wonder like why we can't keep up with Ethereum. It's because it's pay to play. Like yeah. if, if you want to add value to the Ethereum community, there are ways for you to get paid to create value. And it works. Like the price of Ethereum has consistently gone up through all of this, even yeah. with this spending. So yep. it's not necessarily like some of it like, could be argued wasteful spending and there's going to be wasteful spending in Eden. There's going to be wasteful spending in the foundation. There's going to be wasteful spending yeah. in Palmelo, but that's because it's but like the net is not going to be. That's right. No, the net. And and you only get one reputation. Yeah. Like, uh, and, and it, you know, it's amazing. You figure like Ethereum and we look at the technology, oh, the tech, the tech should win. No, it doesn't. The tech doesn't win. So the imagine community the, wins. The community, the community wins. Community. And we have the tech, so we just we just need to pump the community and get the, and and then we can you know the moon is within sight because we do have the tech to take us there. Ethereum's still trying to scale and do their thing, and you know is that going to work? Who knows? We've got it already. We just we're missing again. We're being starved. We're being starved. Lack of blood, basically, right? We need this funding, enter into the system, have it push it out, and then we can make great things happen. Like it, it's super optimistic, man. Like it's, it's this is a, such great news. This is a marathon. Like, yeah, we're, we're, we got off to a slow start, but we're like the tortoise in the hair. <laughs> but yeah. We just happen to be like a Ferrari tortoise that's just been running on uh, slow mode for the last couple of years because we've been broken poor. Well, we're, we've, we're going to have torque. Like I say, torque is more important. That's what crunches through things and, and grinds along, right? You can't slow things down with a lot of torque. High speed, you can stop real quick when you hit a speed bump. Torque, you just roll right over. All right. So we are at one hour. Well, this actually went, this went fast. I thought we were on here way longer, but I think, um, I, I think I covered everything I wanted to talk about, man. I think I hopefully gave people an idea of like what this has to offer. If there's anyone still against the US foundation, DM me, I will debate you and tell you why it's a right. good idea. Um, but what did I miss, man? Is there anything you wanted to talk about? No, I think, I think, I think we covered it all. Right. I'm looking forward to Eve's response. I'm, I'm, you know, he's traveling, so I'm can't wait for him to come back and then engage and then answer some of these questions and really open up that dialogue. I think that's really important to achieve consensus. Any, any stragglers, anybody's not sure the way we get through the way he's going to get through to them is through open dialogue. Let's, let's let him face the questions head on interview with you, do one of these with him and have him answer some of these questions, dispel some of the concerns and uh and move forward right like let's just get this get this baby funded and, and out the door so we, we can make things happen you know time waits for nobody and we need to shit or get off the pot as my dad would say <laughs> all right so i guess we gotta wrap it up and uh it's been several months since i've done a podcast so uh i might mess up my own closing here <laughs> ah i'm ready so we do it in a very specific way all right guys until next time i'm zach gall i'm chris barnes and, and this, this is everything Eos. Go Eos! Yeah. <laughs> Timing's up, whatever. <laughs>